are listening to Ouija Broads. This is Liz. This is Devin. I'd like to thank Erin, who was lost but now is found. And we've oh. thanked before. And then her card <laughs> went out of date <laughs> or something. And then she was like, oh, I'll come back. We love it, Erin. <laughs> Th- thanks, Erin. <laughs> sorry, sorry to guilt you with Christmas gifts. <laughs> that was not my intent. But now that I know it works, watch out, lapsed patrons. Yeah, watch out, everybody. I think I will jump pretty much in because I know you're having a tough night a little bit. Oh, folks, this I've got is- a headache. Devin, I'm telling you. Yes. I had driven to Idaho Sunday morning for a roller derby thing. Yes. To watch my child and a bunch of others just stand there on skates and fall over. God love them. <laughs> God love them. And then Monday went back because we do the Christmas cruise. Yes. Where we get on the boat and drive across Lake Coeur d'Alene. And Santa comes out and he says everybody's name on the good list. I was on the good list this year. <gasps> Are you sure it yeah. wasn't another little girl there named Liz? No, it was Lydia, Matt, and Liz <gasps> because the elf that Matt told was not paying a lot of attention. Oh my god. <laughs> good job, elf. So I'm on the nice list, everybody. Watch out now. Yeah. Was your and... was your kid surprised to hear that mom was on the nice list? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I don't think it was that it was, I think it was just that I was on any list that I was of concern to St. Nicholas. Yes. Wow. Uh, (laughs) So on the drive back, I was making Matt talk to me for alertness purposes. And I was like, what kind of story should I do? What haven't we done for a while? You listen to the show, you would know this. Mm -hmm. And we were kind of talking about it because I had been batting around a bunch of ideas. I have like so many that I halfway researched for today. Yes. But what Matt ended up settling on. As he said, I would like a weirdo. All right. Like, he married I don't one. Like weirdos. Yeah, I'm like, I'm right here. Yeah. Like, Hello. <laughs> sadness. <laughs> no, he wanted me to tell you a story about a weirdo. And I was like, I know who I'll do. I seem to remember this guy was pretty weird. And so I'm here today, okay. Devin, to tell you the story of Roland Frederick Stewart, also known as Rock and Roland or Rainbow Man. Okay. You're mystified. Yeah, none of that rings a bell. Okay, does this ring a bell? Because it kind of does for me, but I think we may have been a little bit out of the era for it, so we kind of got it secondhand. Okay. A sporting event. The cameras are panning over the crowd, and the lens finds a man with a gigantic rainbow wig holding a sign or wearing a shirt that says John 316. (gasps) Oh, is that where this comes from? Like if- This is the guy. No way. Well, I mean, it comes from the Bible, but like the well, concept yeah. that you would just say John 3.16 and not have like Jesus saves or something, yeah. but be like, go look this up. Go look this up. Yeah. That was rolling. No. That was rock and rolling. Okay. It okay. Gets better. So I'll roll back a little. <laughs> I didn't do that on purpose. Yeah, you did. I'm going to. I'm going to back up. No, I'm just being lazy. My brain is like, there, that's a word. That's a word that works. So Spokane, Washington, February 23rd, 1944. A young Roland, R-O-L-L-E-N, Frederick Stewart is born. Our Spokane man. I'm sorry to say, and I will skip over it quickly, his life as a young person is not great. Okay. His father passed away when he was seven, And his mom passed away when he was 15. Okay. And it sounds like they both had substance abuse problems. Mm -hmm. And 
this is not a great childhood. Totally not. Uh, when he grew up, his first job that he had was running a car shop because he loved drag racing. Cool. Cool. Normal. Technical. Yeah. Skill. Then his marriage fell apart. His first marriage. I think he's been married four times. I could be wrong. Oh, my. It's it's very hard. He's He's kind of an enigmatic guy. And he's not really famous enough that there's been, like, a deep dive. Yeah. He's famous enough that there's kind of one amount of information that gets brought up whenever anybody's talking about him. All right. One of those. So what we do know is, as a young man with his car shop, his marriage failed. And he decided, I shall move to the mountains of Washington, Mm -hmm. and I shall farm cannabis. Okay. He decided. This was in the 70s. 1970s. Okay. I'm going to do this. The other project, because he's a multitasker. Of course. That Roland comes up with while he is growing this hashish, Mm -hmm. is he decides he's going to grow a Guinness World Record length mustache. (laughs) He's going to grow the longest mustache. Okay. Yeah. Now, I feel like there are cultures where you are not supposed to ever cut your facial hair, and I feel like they're always going to have an advantage over some guy who, after a failed marriage, is like, I have a plan. Yeah. Uh, He he did end up with a pretty long mustache, but I don't think he won any records. Okay. I mean, after I got divorced, I cut all my hair off. So Mm -hmm. this this is the, yeah. This is the male equivalent, I suppose. Apparently, that would explain a lot, actually. I just didn't know you could really do a, I I don't know, like, I have really long hair. Right. But, like, it doesn't grow any longer than it is. There's just a length that it is. How, I just, I feel like it's a genetics game, man. I feel like Roland was really walking up to something he he didn't have the chops for. He he had the mutton chops for. Oh! Oh. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, like, like your leg hair has a terminal length. And I think... I, I test that every winter. I, same here, friends. I can get up to a half an inch. <laughs> it is warm. I, but, you know, I suppose Jason grew his facial hair for a year, and certainly the beard grew faster than the mustache hairs. Okay. The, the yeah. you know, the mustache got pretty, pardon it, it, it got pretty hairy. Like, things were, mm-hmm. were pretty wild and woolly, but they weren't, like, six-inch-long hairs drooping down from his mustache. Yeah. Huh. Okay. I don't know. Well, but this was his goal. Roland, you know, they call it cannabis, not cantabus, so go for it. (laughs) (laughs) He was making it work. Yeah. It sounds like it was a little bit of a strange time in his life, right? (laughs) So he's on his own. Uh Uh-huh. Surrounded by just a lot of weed. A lot of weed! He's growing a mustache, and his best friend is his television. Ah. How, how do, he watched a lot of television. How does he get TV out on this mountain? Oh. All right. I don't know how TVs work, Devin. That's, you know that. That's true. Magic. Magic of wires. Ears that he put uh, tinfoil on. I had a TV that we had to do that for. Wow. Yeah. Wow. He watched a lot of TV. A lot of daytime TV. Uh-huh. And he listened to it. A lot. And he decided he needed to be famous. Okay. Yeah. He's going to be famous. So he moved to Hollywood <laughs> and tried to become an actor. <laughs> I guess this is, it's a its a pretty exciting career jump. A lot of people do that. They watch TV and they say, I'm going to be famous. Uh-huh. 
and they go to Hollywood. Like, some of them will take acting classes instead of growing as large a mustache as they can, but different strokes. Hey, if everyone did that, we would not have the Sam Elliott we know and love today. See? <sighs> She's Irish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sexy. <So> sexy. <laughs> Uh, calm it down Blodgett (laughs) now I'm just going to picture this guy Sam Elliott it's all downhill for me yes it is yeah so he discovered what a lot of people do who move to Hollywood Uh which is that you don't step off the bus and get handed a SAG card and a call time oh you don't yeah shoot he was getting nowhere. Uh-huh. I mean, and he's not particularly good looking. I'm not busting on him. No. But he's not one of those people where you look at them and you're like, you can't have a normal job. Right. Your face is too beautiful. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he went, ah, and this fits into our whole love of the concept of the reverse of something. Mm-hmm. So what is being famous? It's when everybody knows who you are because you're on TV, right? What if you were just on TV a lot? <sighs> And everybody got to know what your face looked like. Oh, my God. And then maybe you could get a job acting. Oh, my God. He's a fucking genius. He's a fucking YouTuber 50 years before Fuck. the case. Fuck. Yeah. Yes. Just uh, all it is, it's, it's brand recognition. And his face is his brand. It is. Well, specifically because he's uh, sort of non-striking white dude, his rainbow afro wig (laughs) is his brand. This is what he comes up with in the late 70s. He's like, I'm going to be famous. I'm going to build a brand. The brand I'm going to build is based around a large rainbow afro wig, which he would put on, Uh becoming Rainbow Man. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Step two of this, though, right? Like, a lot of people go to sporting events. Totally. You can't just get the camera on you when you're not playing the game absolutely you need to be where the cameras are going to be okay now one thing that helps with that which meant this could never be done before is battery powered televisions oh battery powered portable televisions yeah okay which means that Roland can getting to a sporting event have your little handheld tv set look at it, see where the cameras are pointing, and run around <laughs> to get in front of them. What a stupid plan! It worked! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he would wait until he knew they were going to cut to the camera that oh was my God. he could get, and then he'd jump out and he'd like give a thumbs up or an okay sign and have his wig on. Oh my word. Yep, he did this quite a bit. Oh, my word. Quite a bit. Okay. (laughs) He did this for years. And he says at the time he drove about 60,000 miles a year. Oh, wow. A lot of the tickets. Sometimes at first people were like, this is hilarious. Nobody had really come up with this before. People had done wacky stuff at sporting events in front of cameras if they could find them. But nobody made like a career out of it. Yeah. The sustained wackiness is strange. Yeah. And, and this was sustained, and it helped because he was getting free tickets because they were kind of like, oh, that's fun. Oh, great. okay. And then, of course, the TV producers eventually would get fed up with it. But yeah. We're not at that point yet. Okay. We're at the point where he's like, hooray, this is so fun. I'm doing great. Yeah. I'm going to be famous. I'm kind of famous. <laughs> I have control over my life. 
Oh. So he's getting more and more famous. Okay. Then we get up to the 1980 Super Bowl. Okay. Because, like, this guy it wasn't just, like, any old shit. He, he photobombed Charles and Diana's wedding. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it. Did he seriously? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. He was everywhere. This was his full-time gig. Oh, wow. Doing this. And people helped him. Okay. And so, yeah, he managed to get on screen at the Super Bowl. Despite <laughs> the fact that at this point, the producers are really starting to hate him. Because sometimes they're in, like, a ha-ha, rainbow wig guy. Yeah. Sometimes they're like, no, we're trying to be, like, inspiring. Right. Soul-stirring. Right. Serious. Exciting. And there's this jackass. <laughs> This dumb rainbow wig giving us the thumbs up in the background of this mighty leap right. that this person is performing right. or whatever. But he still managed to get on screen at the Super Bowl. Oh, man. But he felt empty. Oh. Oh. Roland. He felt all wrong. Roland. Things were not right for Roland. Oh. And Roland went back to his first love, his true love TV. Oh. I thought you were going to say hotel pot. Room. <laughs> Pot? Yeah. No, I'm I'm going to guess Pot was along for the ride. Yeah. I don't really think it's a going back to yeah, I think situation. Right. I bet there's a lot of people who could tell you tales of smoking up Rainbow Man. Yeah. Yeah. So he goes home after the Super Bowl. He's depressed. He turns on the TV and he sees a televangelist program called Today in Bible Prophecy. Okay. And it's a story about how the end times are extremely near. And Roland goes, oh, I see. (laughs) Oh, okay. So he went, oh, my goodness. Because I'm going to say he doesn't say, oh, my God, anymore. No. Oh, my goodness. Rockin' Roland Stewart me. The end times are extremely near. Everybody needs to repent. How do I get my message out? Oh, my gosh. What if I did exactly the same thing I've been doing this whole time for attention, but for Jesus? Oh, my goodness. So he starts wearing shirts or signs that will say things like repent or Jesus saves or most famously John 3.16 with literally the approach of people will go, that must be from the Bible. And they'd pick up the Bible and they'd start reading and then you hooked them. (laughs) Then they're going to repent. They've already got the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he lives in hotels a lot. He probably thinks everybody has a Bible at their bedside table. <laughs> Man, this guy Gideon got around. Yeah. <laughs> so this becomes all the more important to him, and the two things start going hand in hand. Like, the more famous he is, the more he can get this message out. But also, now Christians are like, I'm going to buy you tickets to this event. I'm oh going to give you a ride. And he really needs it because he's not making any money doing this. Well, yeah. He's lost his home. Oh, no. Uh, and he's, his relationships are falling apart. Although he was able to find various people in his life. That's always nice. But yeah. it's not a, a high-paying, stable, benefits-plus kind of gig. Totally. No 401k. Rainbow Man. No. No. And at this point, his story says he did not care about sports. And I think maybe he never cared about sports. He just knew that's where unattended cameras would be. Right. But the story became after he knew the end times were coming. He said sports was only a vehicle because to a lot of people, that's their God. Oh, my. Which is pretty 
solemn and uh, yeah. smiling from a dude who wears a rainbow wig <laughs> to make people look at him. I don't know what your god is, man. I've seen Michael Jordan sink a three-pointer. That's that's closer to God than you in a rainbow wig. <laughs> no, it's like the Technicolor dream coat, Liz. There's like a whole allegory uh, thing happening. It's quite it's quite literal, actually. Not even an allegory. So I, I just technicory technicory what technicory yeah, what's talk. going yeah no no mm-hmm. I'm just gonna make fun of you if you let me. So no, and what what is the allegory <laughs> of the Technicolor dream coat? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> You're the religious one. What the, oh, Joseph was one of seven brothers, and he was the one that God liked. Twelve. He was the one of se- You didn't let me finish. Seven plus five. Six. Joseph, and he had this, he was Jesus' dad, right? And so because he was Jesus' dad, God yeah. loved him enough that he gave him um, a coat. And it was a surprise baby. And a surprise baby. And it was like in the Wizard of Oz where before Joseph had this coat, everything was in black and white. And then once he got this coat, it was like he was in the land of Oz and everything was in color. You nailed it. That's exactly what happened. Thought so. Well, yeah, I've been to church. And then Jesus was born on the coat. Well, no. They tied it all together. He was born in the manger. They used the coat to wrap him up. Yeah, I don't think she was literally, like, squatting over the hay. Okay. Oh, well, that's true. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, you weren't there. I wasn't there. I knew more about... What you know of. Maybe you're a vampire, (laughs) like our friend Greg. (laughs) I know more about Joseph than you do, apparently, since you asked me to tell you the story, so I just think... And you got it so perfectly correct. Yeah. So... So this is his move. He is going to sporting events. He is doing exactly the same thing he's been doing for years and years, but this time for Jesus. Yeah. For John three sixteen. Yeah. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Yeah. Which is like competent, but not like the golden rule or something. Yeah. Like you really do kind of need some more context yeah. as to what's going on yeah, there. For sure. But things go downhill because of course they do. And... There's always a time pressure with these end-of-the-world situations, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know that I've encountered a lot of people who would be like, the world is going to end, and I do know when it's in 2092. You know? It's always right. kind of urgent. It's always kind of imminent. Right. right. And this is what starts to really, really trouble Roland, because... He's like, I have to get the word out or I will have left all these people to die and to burn. Okay. flashes me back to going to youth group when I was like 13. And I'm going to guess some Presbyterian thing. Uh I don't really remember what the denomination was, but it was way more conservative than I would normally have explored. Yeah. And I remember watching a video because this was the first time I had ever heard the very problematic phrase Chinese fire drill. Oh, dear. This video that I watched was about teens who stop at a stoplight, get out, everybody runs around the car, they're going to get back in, they're same seats, they're different seats, I don't know, yeah. because another car hit them and they die. Oh! Four of them go to hell in an elevator, in a elevator <laughs> made out of bars, and they are getting sent straight down into literal, actual flames. In this elevator, weeping and lamenting as they look at their one friend who accepted Jesus, but hadn't gotten around to telling them about it. (laughs) And they say, why, Trevor? Why wouldn't you have told us? 
And Trevor is just kind of sad as he flies up to heaven. And this is the picture Roland has in his head as well, I'm sure. Because he's going to be getting lifted up to heaven by his little rainbow britches. Because he would sometimes wear like a loincloth and a wig and nothing else. Yeah, that was an early prototype. A little Willy Wiley. A little Willy Wiley is right. Oh my god. And he's going to be flying up to heaven to Mm. go hang out with his friend Jesus. Yeah. And all the people of the earth at their sporting events are going to go, if only I had seen a narcissistic weirdo in a (laughs) t-shirt. I could have not been being lowered into this like a turkey in a deep fryer. Damn it, Roland. Why didn't you help us? (laughs) How dare you not share the word of God sooner and more vibrantly? Yeah, yeah, which that that part, if if witnessing is is your deal, mm-hmm. do it to another person because I've heard about it. Because that's just it. Because I'm like, who was like, hmm, this Jesus fella? Ah. <laughs> Not familiar. I, d- <laughs> I've been meaning to look into it. Well, but, Liz, you, know. you saw how well I botched Joseph, so I I might be the person that's <laughs> Roland's target audience here. <laughs> Uh, it's entirely possible that's directed at me. But, like, you are familiar with the, the premise. The premise, yeah. You are familiar yeah. with the premise. You're not like, hmm. Yeah. Never heard of this. Should probably get to it, but I should probably get to The Wire, too. It, yeah. And that's on HBO Go. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Mm. But this is really troubling, Roland. And the rainbow thing is not working as well for him. Okay. Because it's wearing him out. He's been doing this for a long-ass time. Yeah. He's not making money doing it. He's like he's had a big fight with his wife about it. Yeah, I checked. He did get married four times. Ah. Uh, it's hard on his relationships. It's hard on his friendships. Hard on his body. People are getting too strategic and good at not showing him. Oh. Although this was the peak of his fame. Okay. He got to be in a Budweiser commercial. Oh my goodness. And Saturday Night Live parodied him, where he was pr- played by Christopher Walken, of all people. Wow, go Chris- I mean, that's fame. Yeah, um, that's a fame. I mean, he was known, but it, it didn't, the, the last part of the plan where he got started, where he started to get acting offers did not come through, unfortunately. Oh, poor guy. Well, Futurama parodied him, parodied him too, so yeah, he- I think he was on The Simpsons, too. Oh my goodness. Well, I mean, that makes sense. Just <laughs> yeah. see which joke plays with which audience best, and then you know which <laughs> direction to head. But yeah, very much a cultural touchstone of, yeah. of the 80s. Like yeah. You would put him in. And there's been a lot of imitators and a lot of people influenced by him. At the peak, he actually had other people who would do this. And I'm unclear from the articles whether it was like an homage wow. or actually a direct collaboration. Yeah. It's a little bit hard to get a t-shirt and a rainbow wig. Yeah. He estimated he went through 80 rainbow wigs over his career. I'm sorry. How were they being worn out? I don't, they got dirty. And All I think right. Didn't know how to wash a wig, or maybe they weren't the kind that could hold up to that. All right. He was living pretty rough. I mean, he probably would just, you know, wake up in a train like a yeah. old timey hobo with a toe sticking out of a shoe, and some yeah. nest of possums would be in the rainbow wig. Yep. And just pull another one out of his bindle. Just yep, exactly. Rainbow wig bindle. Yep. Like Mary Poppins <laughs> bag, but full of rainbow yeah. wigs. Just rainbow wigs all the all way the way down. down. So Roland starts acting out a bit Ah. in a different way. Roland starts sending stink bombs. Roland, cool it. Yeah. He stink bombs the Moscow Olympics. (laughs) Yikes, dude. 
Yikes. He gets arrested in Russia well, for that well, one. Well, yeah. He's lucky mm-hmm. he had the opportunity to stink bomb elsewhere. He, well, yeah, in some ways. He <laughs> uh, set off stink bombs and maybe regular bombs. It was kind of unclear. I think it's sometimes hard to draw a distinction between an incendiary device that creates a small fire, but the main purpose was something else. Yeah. yeah. Versus one whose goal was the fire. Yeah. I don't know. But stink bombs and other bombs to churches, Christian bookstores, newspapers, and he's sending out apocalyptic letters Hmm. that are saying, he's citing them the Antichrist. Okay. And he has a hit list of preachers on them. Oh, dear, Roland, honey. Mm Mm-hmm. Roland, you're losing the plot, You're super losing the plot, bud. You were preaching mm-hmm. to the choir for a minute, and then I was like, wait, but they're not, they're bombs. That's not what you want to send to people on yeah, your side. Yeah, bombs and very, very scary letters. Yeah. Because he says this was his way of calling attention to the Christian message. Hi, and how so, my friends? Yeah. Yeah. False flags? Yeah. Was that, I mean, most people would just, you know, fund a movie, but I guess that's not really... You could just stand on the corner and yell at people. That's a time-honored one. Time-honored tradition. I guess the Hallmark Channel maybe wasn't up and running yet, so we couldn't have some kind of, you know, movie like you saw at at, at Jesus Camp. <laughs> yes. So it was mostly stink bombs, and he's becoming increasingly desperate. Okay. Because he believes the world is going to end in 1992. Wow. And 1992 is coming up. Yeah. Okay. He has lost his fourth wife because she says he attacked her for not holding up a John 3.16 sign correctly. <laughs> his car has been totaled. Okay. So he doesn't have that. He's homeless. He's in big trouble. Okay. September 22nd. You know it's good when we start saying, like, September 22nd instead of the 70s. This, oh, yeah. You're getting specific. You're, like, you're, you're leading something up to something. news. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> He thought that the rapture was only six days away. And he had come to this conclusion. I'm not sure how, but I think watching TV for 18 hours a day had a role. I would bet. I think it had a component. Because, like, I like TV. And even I can't watch TV 18 hours a day. And we got way better TV now. So much better TV. Yep. I'm like, what, 18 hours a day? You would watch all of Cheers. <laughs> and then what are you going to do tomorrow? <laughs> Wings. Wait. <laughs> I think perhaps Mash is on. We have three channels. It was Slim Pickens. <laughs> Go up to seven. That's PBS. <laughs> Hope they're not having a fund drive. I don't know what the. I, I, he was probably watching Televangelists, and I do think I they imagine buy the channel and then just run stuff twenty four seven. Yes, because they're they're vamping. Yes, the yeah. And he's like, shit, shit, shit. I really got to get people's attention. I need them to know before the rapture, which is in less than a week. Yeah. So he posed as a contractor. And he drove to a place where you could pick up day laborers. Okay. Picked up two of them and drove to an airport hotel in L.A. Okay. Said, come with me. Walked into the room. A chambermaid is in the room. When he sees the chambermaid or the housekeeper, he panics, draws a gun. Oh. The two men escape. The maid locks herself in the bathroom, smart (laughs) woman. Good job, maid. And Roland proceeds to engage in a nine-hour siege. Oh, my goodness. So, things 
had gone very badly. Yeah. And he's taken a prisoner. Yeah. And I feel so bad for her. Yeah. He demands that he gets a three-hour press conference to communicate his important message about the rapture. And they say, absolutely not. Uh He says, everything that's wrong with this world is because we have a society that's bigoted toward Jesus Christ. And the cop says, with all due respect, you might watch too much TV. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think he needed some some counterweights. I think a I don't know that a book would have helped. I think sometimes you just really need somebody else. You, everybody needs somebody in their life who can look at them and be like, you know I love you, but what you just said was circus bonkers. Yes, you do. You need that. And it sounds like Roland really never had yeah. that from, from childhood on up. Yeah. Poor Roland. Yeah. Poor, poor everybody. Poor everybody so, right now. Chambermaid, though, true. she locked herself on the right side of the door. If I'm anywhere yeah. for more than, you know, an hour, I want a bathroom. Yeah, exactly. She, you know, she could get a drink of water from the yeah. sink if she needed it. Yeah, she could make a little tower. Yeah, and a little folded washcloth. Yeah, I just take take a, nice take a long bath is exactly right. Yeah, yeah. read the back of the yeah. shampoo bottle like ten times. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that would be the hard part. Yeah, you probably wouldn't have a smartphone in nope. 1992. So you're just like, uh, yeah, I don't think she was probably carrying a book around. I hope she did. I hope she had like some VC Andrews that she had just started. Yes, like tucked in the the waistband yes and she's like oh all right i'm on the clock right it, okay. right <laughs> am i getting hazard pay i think i'm getting hazard pay i got a granola bar yes <laughs> so eight or nine hours later depending on the source the swat team throws a concussion grenade in mm-hmm. kicks down the door drags Roland away okay. lets her out yeah he goes to all the prisons. Uh-huh. he goes to court okay and he will not take a plea deal. You know oh, man. that they wish, they always want this kind of situation to go down as a plea deal. Yeah. Of like, look, everybody saw you. Yeah. You were there. You wanted the cameras there. You wanted the news. We all know who you are, dude. You're Rainbow Man. Right, right. You, you said you did it. Like, this is a very, like, witch's castle situation of, like, you said you did it. You said you had a good reason for doing it. I didn't, which didn't even made you make you do it. You're saying you're doing it for Jesus, and it was definitely you, and you did it, and you want to tell everybody. Yeah. That's why he insisted on going to court, is he was like, everybody will hear my very important message. Oh, honey. Oh, honey. Honey, world is supposed to end yeah. in six days. You know you don't go to court that quick. Yeah, right? Uh, sadly, for him, I guess, the world did not end, and he Good. had to kind of cope with that. Okay. I mean, I know it goes without saying that the world didn't end. Maybe I should have just said he had to cope with the fact that the world didn't end. Yeah. He did not actually get to preach. He actually got so rowdy trying to preach that he had to get restrained in court. And he's currently serving out three life sentences in Mule Creek State Prison because they counted the contractors and the chambermaid as separate kidnapping incidents. Wow. Yeah. Roland says today he does not regret the actions of September 22nd. He admits that it was mistimed. Yeah. He admits that it was not as urgent 
as it seemed to him at the time. Okay. But what he says about it is that it was a crime to prevent a greater harm. So his example is if there's a burning building and somebody's standing in the way of me going into the burning building, I'm going to knock them on their butt. Yeah. Now, in this quote, he's not explained why he needs to be in the burning building. Yeah, yeah. Because generally, we would say leaving a burning building. <laughs> but I guess there's an unspoken person he's going to go help. That was what I, in the I thought. Burning building. <laughs> I no, just love if thinking. Somebody's standing, exact words, if somebody's standing in the way of me going into a burning building, I'm going to knock them on their butt. <laughs> There. If that's it if someone is preventing sense. me from harm, I'm gonna beat him up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rolling baby. Yeah. His uh his take on this now. And for the record, when they broke into his room, there was a handgun, two ammo clips, and forty seven live rounds. Okay. I don't know about granola bars or if that was just mm-hmm. a friend in the background. She yeah, the maid in had her imagination. Uh-huh. Yeah. But his take now, last somebody talked to him, was he's still on... This I've noticed with apocalyptic types is they say, okay, well, it didn't happen in 1992, but it's definitely going to happen soon. Uh Uh-huh. So his take is that Jesus is going to come back before he gets out. Okay. Which is an exciting way to put it because three life sentences and when he gets out don't line up a lot of the time. Not usually. Not in general. But he also says that everyone who's against him and persecutes him is using him as a scapegoat so that they can sleep at night with their own unbelief. But, he says, they've still got their Rolaids next to the bed. (laughs) Is that a pun on his own name? Is he saying... I think he's saying they have ulcers. They have ulcers? or I I don't know, they ate a lot of buffalo wings? (laughs) Ah, that guilt is giving me indigestion. Just thinking yeah. about all the fire and brimstone is making my acid reflux really kick in. I wish I had found what? more quotes from him yeah. and that there were more quotes around because I feel like based on the little that I do have, he seems to be really good at the kind of thing where he says it and you're like, I understand what you're saying, but when I break it down, you said not that. You said not you that said at the all. Opposite mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just your message. May, yeah, I guess quoting something else, citing and being like, yeah. just go look at this book. Yeah. I'm not going to try to put it in my own words. Yeah. If Jesus was trying to stop me from running into a burning building. <laughs> <laughs> I would 316 his ass. Yeah, I would. It would be then that I carried him I mean, against his against will his will into the burning wind. Yes, <laughs> the one set of footsteps yes. in the sand. <laughs> so I have no idea when the last reference to Rainbow Man will have worked its way out of our yeah. our system. I have a feeling ninety percent of the time that people see him, they don't know that the second part of the. Rainbow Man was a guy do 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 right. ends with is serving three life sentences. He's, and that is I, I we're going to get dark here for a minute. I cannot fucking believe that Rainbow Man is serving three life sentences when the three accomplices to the toy box murderer are all out of prison at this point. Like that is beyond messed up to me in the term of of crimes that you and I would be interested in reading about. 
It's if I get mad about judges, I'm gonna insult your daddy and my father-in-law. So yeah. I'll just yeah leave it at yeah. All available evidence indicates that the best treatment for drugs is full legalization and medical treatment. <laughs> 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 the reduction of minimum sentencing. Oh uh, man, guys, can Liz dodge an issue or what? <laughs> she is going to be in know. politics. I, I know they've got to re- relitigate it, literally, yeah. every time they come up on a thing like this, but it does really not hold up well head-to-head sometimes. No, no, it sure doesn't. It sure doesn't. Mm-hmm. It, it... Well, did they take pleas, though, the accomplices? Uh, his, uh, the toy box's daughter did. She rolled over on her father, and the moment he heard that she was potentially going to jail, he was like, no, 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 I'll admit to everything as long as she doesn't see any, uh, jail time. Mm. Uh, but the other two accomplices did get time served, you know, Mm. they, they served time, but not very much. Because I have been wondering if that's what bit Roland quite so severely in the ass is his insistence of like, no, I get my day in court. I get my day. Well, dude, don't fucking piss off judges, man. That's Mm-mm. just don't do it. They've dealt with that's... idiots and assholes all fucking day long. You don't know which one you are in the number of how many idiots or assholes there are. But chances are you're you're pissing off somebody who's already been pissed off for a while. And they need a snacky snack. They need a snacky snack. They're not like themselves when they're hungry. Very low. Very Uh, low. (laughs) Um, Well, that's my story of a weirdo for you. That is a weirdo. And that's that's an interesting one for you to tell me because it does seem to me, and I, I don't mean to be reading too much into the religious fanatic angle, but it sounds like a case of perhaps not complete and utter mental health. Mm-hmm. on the part of the person we're talking about. So, yeah, we kind of fucking failed Roland as a society there. Maybe maybe better mental health services would have kept him from three life sentences for taking a housemaid in her Nutri-Grain bar hostage. Yeah, I think that's important. And I yeah. hope I, it hasn't come across as prurient, the, the attitude toward his delusions because i think what stands out is that everything he got he got from television (laughs) so it's not like he was sitting in a little cabin yeah coming up with these things yeah he became sort of the the little filter at the end of a long gutter Mm. of words yes and he got real clogged up with it he did and I don't know. Had I been on the jury or been the judge, I think a thing that would have made a big difference to me, and one that does make a big difference in terms of how I perceive him now, is that although his reasons for doing what he did don't make sense to me necessarily, he did his things while understanding that they were wrong. Mm. So he had the capacity to understand that what he was doing was harmful. Yes. Like he knew okay. that kidnapping people or whatever was going to happen next to right. the gun was going to get him attention and was yeah. going to get him punished. 
And he said, I'm still going to do it. Like, he didn't go up on a roof and, like, start yelling. He decided to drag other people into it. Yeah. Even though he knew that was harming them. And he thinks that was justified. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that's very different than you being, like, I don't know, the guy who had way too much of something at my college and grabbed somebody and tackled them into the canyon going, the princess has to go into the water. The princess has to go into the water. Yeah, yeah. You're like, okay, that dude thought a princess had to go into the water. This guy was like, no, you have to go into the water, but I have my reasons. And <laughs> right. I'm like, that's everybody. Right. That's every asshole right. who makes everybody else's lives miserable. They all have their reasons. <laughs> they, yes, exactly. Oh, well, this was marvelous, though. What a weird... Yeah, dude, what a fucking... What a weirdo. What a weirdo, what a weirdo that's totally meant for us. Yeah, I only wish more of his escapades had been specific to the Northwest. Yeah. But the fact that the first line of every article about him is Roland was born in Spokane, Washington. Hey, <laughs> we'll claim him. He's on our team, guys. Works for me. Yep. Works for me. Yeah. The research on this was fun because it's, it, it, as you can imagine, has two very distinct eras. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? And what's fun is when you can find two from both eras in the same source, <laughs> where somebody will be like, oh, Rainbow Man's this guy, and he da-da-da-da-da-da, and isn't that cute? Yeah, he, he came up with this, and then you get the one five years later that's like, update <laughs> on Rainbow Man. <laughs> Definitely the Robert Stack update. <laughs> this just in. <laughs> He's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> Silly Wabbit. Silly Wabbit. Yeah, that's my uh, Rainbow Man story for everybody. Now you know the person behind the shirt behind the message i guess (laughs) if you want to make sure that you're always getting our message you should make sure that you're subscribed to us on the podcatcher of your choice Mm -hmm. you can always join us at ouijabroads.podbean.com and make sure that you've got our rss feed you can download episodes there you can join us on facebook instagram and twitter we are the ouija broads at each of those if you ever get turned around and don't feel like negotiating through all the different sites. You should just come to one site, and it's WeJabrods.com. That's the whole thing. We do show notes. We do the latest episodes. There's a complete list of all the episodes. 